You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. Hey y'all, this is the inaugural episode of the Titans Podcast on the Fired Up Podcast Network. I'm Jesse Young, your host, and you can follow me on Twitter at 2Unit0Blitz. And of course, a podcast account on, on Twitter as well, at Fired Up Podcast. So please give both of our accounts a follow. And if you are so inclined, you can follow me on Instagram as well, at 2Unit0Blitz. It's the same as the my Twitter account. So, on today's episode, we'll be discussing the landmark deal of the offseason that brought Julio Jones to Tennessee from the Atlanta Falcons. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, today's show will be mostly about the Julio Jones deal, but it'll be other Titans topics as well, such as minicamp and other various knickknacks that we can find during the offseason. So, let's get into the deal. The terms are that the Titans gave up a 2022 second rounder, in a 2023 fourth rounder in exchange for Jones and a 2022 sixth rounder. What's interesting is that the fourth round pick is that it can be the compensatory pick that they will probably get for the Corey, Corey Davis signing with the Jets or the original fourth round pick that the Titans have. Uh, this is all per Michael uh, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network that he tweeted out like a week ago, week or so ago. I don't remember when the tweet was, but I saw it. So the Titans seemingly have a history of doing this in the fourth giving up fourth round picks for impact players such as a uh, running back to Marco Murray from a couple of years ago from the Eagles. They that was actually a pick swap, believe it or not, but um Murray had a couple of good years with the Titans, you know, that he helped us keep afloat during the during the Mike Malarkey malaise, we'll call it. But uh, also, also more recently, they gave up a fourth-round pick for Ryan Tannehill, who's the franchise quarterback, obviously. So that was John Robinson, lives up to his reputation as Trader John. Yeah, so that's he's had a, he's had a history of doing this. So you know, he's it's really good. <laughs> he he knows he knows where the value is at. Let's just say that. So. So let me know. Let me know what you guys think about the deal. Uh, in on Twitter and Instagram and what have you. So I'll, my DMs are always open. My email is always open. I'll give that out later on, in the show. So let's say. So what? What are the terms of the deal? You ask. The contract actually. The Titans uh, assume all of the Julio's contract, which is a uh, fifteen point three million guaranteed this year, twenty twenty one, and eleven point five million in the next two years, 2022 and 2023. So it's a really cheap deal if you consider uh, the market for receivers these days, such as the Stefan Diggs deal, which the Bills gave him after they traded for him, and other deals such as, you know, Deshaun Jackson back in the day and, you know, Calvin Johnson back in the day. It's really cheap considering what Atlanta has to pay Calvin Ridley in the future uh, as a first-round pick uh, from a couple of years ago. So we'll see how the wide receiver market deals come in the future as we go along. But uh, it, it was actually, the market was actually depressed due to the fact that Julio is indeed 32 years old 
and has a quite a bit of injury history, but you know, it's he hasn't missed that many games throughout his career. He's only missed less than 15, I'll, I'll, if I can recall from the top of my head, during his really stellar career. That should get him into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, what are the, what are the team, what did the team get in Julio Jones? It, well, besides being Julio freaking Julio Jones, uh, it helps free up Josh Reynolds and the other receivers like rookies, Des Fitzpatrick and minicamp standout Racy McMath from, you know, having to be that second and third receiver off the board. Um, you know, there's less pressure on them to perform behind, you know, A.J. Brown other than before when we had no Julio Jones and no Corey Davis and no John Smith. So, yeah, the biggest beneficiary might be Derrick Henry, you know, having to see less less stack boxes against him because the defenses will have to be so focused on Julio and A.J. And not to mention a sleeper breakout tight end candidate, Anthony Ferkser. You know, Ferkser might be in line for, you know, a big a big jump in snaps and catches and, you know, things like that. All the counting stats we all look at due to Jonathan Smith's departure to the Patriots. A team will be looking at in, th- in the future, in 2021, unfortunately. Uh, so we'll be breaking down the Patriots in another episode. For an- that's, so that's another story for another day. So, yeah... So Reynolds can do work in the slot to, as well. So there's a lot of interchangeable parts, I'll say, on the roster. Brown and Julio and Reynolds, they all inter- they're all interchangeable. They're all not, you know, they're not isolated into one one box. They can do slot, they can do X, they can do any uh, they can do a variety of roles. So that's really good. It helps the team versatility. So yeah. It also helps the secondary that's, you know, that's really untested outside of Jack Rabbit Jenkins. Because we got Fulton, who missed the majority of the year last year with COVID and other injuries and the like. And so, yeah, it's, uh, and of course, you know, our rookies this year, Elijah Molden, who arguably was a steal at, at pick 100 in the fourth round. Because he was much, right, much uh, highly rated in that. Uh, are the defensive back from Washington, University of Washington. So he's the ideal slot nickel corner, you know, that it, that can play like a LaMarcus Joyner role for the Raiders back in the day. And also like he did for Florida State way, way back in the day. It's not, I'm not saying way back in the day, but, you know, you guys know what I mean. He was part of the 2013 National Championship team for Florida State. So, that's quite a bit a few years ago, I'll say. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I may be dating myself here, but with that, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's, that's another tangent for another show. <laughs> because, you know, the Titans' schedule this year is loaded with elite receivers, like elite of the elite. Like, you know, the Chiefs with Tiger Kill and, and the, they, the receivers they have that Patrick Mahomes can throw to, so, you know... The, all right off the bat, you know, that that's going to be crazy. And, you know, of course, we have Michael Thomas, the slant king, reportedly. I'm not going to say that, but he's he's one of the elite, elite receivers that we have in the game. 
So, in Tyler Cole, seen the much-anticipated matchup between A.J. Brown and his teammate in college, D.K. Metcalf. But, you know, you guys got to watch out for Tyler Lockett. He's rarely underrated because he's been playing out west his whole career. So, he's a dynamic return man, what, a, what have you. So, you know, he's going to be really fun to watch this year. And, of course, there's no Titan season that goes away without, without playing the rival Bills who are still butthurt about the uh, Music City Miracle. <laughs> Don't mention it to Bills fans, because they're, 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 really, they're really sour about that still. Uh, you know, but, you know, Bills Mafia, they're a fun group. I'll admit that. Uh, Stefan Diggs, he's really good. He's, like, one of the best receivers we have in the league. Of course, Josh Allen, he's about to get paid really mega bucks after this year, so... You know, he's also one of the bigger quarterbacks like Cam Newton was back in the day. So, you've got to watch out for that. Of course, also on the schedule is uh, the Rams, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. So, that's going to be a really good matchup for the Titans defensive backs. It's a good test. And New Hopkins, you know, of course, our old friend DeAndre in Arizona. <laughs> and, of course, you know, 49ers. Yeah, with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk was on pace to be a really good rookie. He had a really good rookie campaign last year, even though he was knocked out for a couple of games with COVID issues. So, all in all, it's going to be a really tough schedule for a tight secondary. Because it has a lot of the elite receivers that we know in the game. So, <laughs> that's going to be really interesting to see if Mike Rabel and Anthony Midget, our secondary coach, can... um can you know get some chemistry going with our cornerbacks you know outside of jack rabbit of course caleb farley uh we'll have to assume that he's healthy how uh how he be brought along if he's if his back is uh okay to play and of course you know elijah bolden like before so our top three corners are gonna be really three or four corners gonna be really tested this year so kevin byard's gonna have to step up uh so as a captain of the as a captain of the secondary, our front seven is really gonna have to step up after last last couple of years of uh, shall I say, underperformance relative to expectations. So moving on, yeah. Uh, what do you guys think of the Julio trade? Let me know in the comments. You know, Twitter. I'm always open. Yeah, so I'm always open to feedback. Yep. So, minicamp's been going on this week, this past week. Uh, they canceled day three, as usually is the norm uh, for teams around the league. You know, veterans like to go in and out quickly <laughs> on day three of minicamps. Um, they all go, you know, it's the off-season, so they all have to go... They go on vacation, spend time with family, what have you, you know, because it's all, the NFL is a 365-day-a-year sport. <laughs> These three finished Titans minicamp talk, the news came out before the event that Julio would choose to wear the number two that was made famous by the late legendary Titans kicker, Rob Baronis. So we'll see if uh, Mr. Jones' has a long and fruitful career in two-tone blue, like Mr. Gunfingers himself. Uh, shout out to the Titans fans who get that reference. I know there's a few among us who do that. So, uh, 
that I think that wraps up the Julio talk for now until until we get along in the season. So, moving on, uh, there have been rumors attached to the team regarding some free agents and other players on other teams, such as uh, Zach Ertz. Uh, he may be cut or traded by the Eagles uh, at some point during the offseason due to salary cut reasons, and his health hasn't been the greatest uh, in the past in the past couple of years. So we'll see if uh, John Robinson picks him up via the trade market. I can't imagine his price will be that high, but, you know, the Eagles are notorious for overvaluing their guys i believe so but other free agents like melvin ingram who had a really funny tweet when the julio jones news broke saying that he should have been a package deal with the titans but we'll see uh ingram has been injured past couple years and his contract demands weren't the uh weren't you know the most palatable for the Chargers. so we'll see if he takes a pay cut to join the titans and the free agent as we move along into camp other free agents that tied in include Trey Burton, the former Colt, who is most famous for that Philly special play that won the Super Bowl for the Eagles a couple of years ago. And also Nick O'Leary, the former Raider. He was a longtime Buffalo Bill before that. So uh, O'Leary, as, as many of you know, is the grandson of legendary golfer uh, Jack Nicholas, who's one of the goats in that sport next to Tiger Woods. But, you know, that's another debate for another show for another day, as, like to, as I like to say. In terms of Edge, there are a couple of free agent names that we should keep an eye on, you know, just in case, you know, you know their prices go, go down or injuries happen, God forbid. Like Justin Houston, he's the former long, long-time chief and now a former Colt from this past season. He's still a veteran. He's uh, he's getting up there in age. He's about 35, 34 in that range. So he he may not have a lot of snap impact snaps that we have, but he was he was still productive last year for the rival Colts. Also, there's also uh, Olivier Vernon, formerly of the Browns, who uh, who got cut for cap reasons, and uh, now that they have Clowney, and uh, of course all world Miles Garrett. He so there's no room. There was no room from at the end for him anymore. Uh, and also Dion Jordan, the the journeyman free agent from Oregon, he's had a he's had a past couple of years that's been successful, namely for Seattle and teams out there. But we'll see if he's get picked up during free agency. Yeah, and also not to mention a certain a certain name of safety we could take a look at is Malik Hooker. He's a former friend of the Titans organization as a former Colt. But he got cut due to the emergence of Julian Blackman, the outstanding safety from Utah. And also, Hooker's been hurt for the past couple of years. So, if the Titans pick him up, he would be definitely a medical risk for sure. But it might be one of those low-cost, you know, diamond-in-the-rough type of signings that every team would love to have. But, you know, we'll see if the Titans upgrade their safety depth a little bit. But, you know, uh, so we'll see. Kevin Barriard can't do it all himself, and uh, the Titans recently lost, well, lost during the free agency is uh, Kenny Vaccaro, who did a pretty good job for us at strong safety, so we'll see if, if Hooker's the main guy there. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll keep an eye out on the Titans if they monitor or assign any uh, veteran names as we get close to the camp time. As we move into July, 
the dog days of summer of July and August before right before the season, you know, camp time is always the most fun time. And uh so yeah, that, speaking of uh, looking past mini camp and look towards training camp, the battle I'm looking most forward to is a backup quarterback contest between Deshaun Kaiser and Logan Woodside. So that's gonna be interesting to who backs up Ryan Tannehill. Traditionally the Titans kept uh two quarterbacks on the roster instead of three. So I would prefer I would prefer Kaiser due to his live NFL rep experience, even if they weren't the best over Woodside's relative lack of lack of uh, reps there. So what battles are y'all looking forward to in training camp? Uh, let me know in the comments or on Twitter or wherever you can reach me. That wraps up the show for today. You can follow me on Twitter at two un two zero blitz, and I look forward to hearing from y'all about the show. And I also hope that the fathers and all the single moms out there who play the dual role of father and mother have a great Father's Day. Until the next show, tighten up!